0: Brothers and sisters, you know, if you listen to um, the news today, it's kind of always a disaster. Uh, Everything is a disaster. Everything is catastrophic. Everything is bad. It's just getting worse and worse and worse. This is kind of the way the news goes. And then people start talking about, they get kind of riled up and alarmed about it. And then they start talking about, oh, it's got to be the end of the world. Jesus must be coming back because it's so bad right now. This has kind of always been the case though. People have always said this. Because in every age, every age, every generation, every uh, place, every time, has its own problems. And everybody's problems are always magnified when they're experiencing it. And so it seems to us like things are uh, worse than they've ever been. This is kind of the, the, the common line. So in every age, People think about, okay, what, do we, what can we do to make the world a better place? Some people just jump to, God has to come back. But some people come up with some solutions. And since ancient times, and in ancient times, the solution for guys like, say, Plato, the Greek philosopher, Aristotle, the, the Greek philosopher's student. They came up with the best they could, and they did pretty good for, for the tools that were at their disposal. In fact, they probably did the best that you can do without the help of God, because what Plato and Aristotle came up with was, well, in their day, society was kind of collapsing because people stopped believing in the Greek gods and so on and so forth, all the mythologies and all that about the Greeks, and there was no unifying force in their culture any longer. People started to separate, much like we're going through right now with the with the rejection of Christianity, you see that the the country is starting to divide very uh, quickly and very strongly. So it was much the same in the days of Plato and Aristotle and the in the Greek in the in Greece. So what was their solution? Well, justice. Justice is the best that we can do. When we make justice our highest goal and the standard for a proper society, then we can unify all of us together around justice. And what does it take to be just? What does it take to be a fair person? To do what's right for the common good, to follow the laws according to each city, and so on and so forth. And that's pretty good. But that's as high as we can get as a human society without the help of God. And you know what? It didn't really work. Why didn't it work? And every culture since then, including the Roman Empire, tried to do the same, tried to mimic the same, including down to the United States today with the Constitution and the building up of a new society in the manner of ancient Greek philosophical political traditions and Christian morality. But it doesn't work. The reason why justice Doesn't really work. It's not because justice is bad. Justice is a good thing. In fact, scripture talks about it constantly Especially the Old Testament righteousness is the high good of the Old Testament But the reason why it doesn't work is because it's a fallen world and we can write all these laws and we can Create all these standards and we can talk about justice day in and day out and talk about righteousness day in and day out and what's better for Everybody and what's best for us and what's best for society. We can do this day in and day out until we're blue But it's not going to work. Why? Because we are sinful people period and because we are sinful people and I'm not saying this to Throw shade or something. I'm saying this because it's a matter of fact We are sinful people and the world is a sinful place and it's always going to be a sinful place. That's just how it is. And that's not to despair. It's not to say that we shouldn't care about justice. No, justice is great. And we should always strive after it. Jesus says that. But it's not a high enough standard is what I'm saying. I think we have to go higher. What does St. Joseph do? In the Gospel reading today, uh, we are reading for the first time in the season of Advent from the Gospel of Luke. Up until now, we've been... I'm sorry, from the... Gospel of Matthew this time. Up until now we've been reading from the Gospel of Luke. Now this is Matthew's take on the birth of Jesus. And the story that he starts with, Luke starts with the angel Gabriel going to Mary. Matthew starts with uh, Joseph now is having this problem because he finds out that his wife is pregnant. But they haven't been together yet. So he's thinking about how this could have happened. Well, there's a few interpretations. What's really going through the mind of Saint Joseph as he's considering, as he finds out that Mary is pregnant? What's going through his mind? Does he presume, does he assume that she's been unfaithful? Probably he was ignorant about the whole situation. Most likely he was ignorant about the whole situation. He knew that she's a good woman, a holy woman. um, And he doesn't really know what's going on, but he's a just man, he's a righteous man. He follows the law and so he follows the law faithfully. And what does the law say? When a woman is unfaithful, the law says to divorce her. This is from the book of Deuteronomy. So he goes to do that. Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to send her away. Now Joseph is a really good example for us. Why? Because he's not only a just man. He's a just man. He's a fair guy, he's doing what's right according to the law of God, but he goes beyond that. And this is why St. Joseph is a really good example for men in particular, but for all of us in general. Because he's not only following the law of God, he's going beyond what the law requires. He is following the law, so he's not unjust, but he's also not vindicating himself. See, because what he does here is he prefers Mary to himself. She's pregnant. They have not come together. This is going to make him look really bad. What he could do to vindicate and save his image is he could do what the law says you can do, which is divorce her publicly. And that way, she's shamed, and he preserves his reputation. He's not embarrassed in front of his community. If he were to put her to shame, he's not at fault any longer. But what he does instead is, he puts her away. He wants to put her away because he wants to follow the law of God. But he's going to do it quietly so that her reputation is preserved and only he's going to look bad. This is what I'm saying. Justice is not going to save the world because if everybody just does what's right for themselves to to vindicate themselves, St. John Paul II says this really perfectly. Justice will not save the world in a fallen world because justice in a fallen world won't end up in justice. It'll end up in violence. If everybody just does what's right for, what's fair, in a fallen world where everybody is unfair, we're just going to collapse on each other. That's why we need something higher than justice. And Saint Joseph is a great example of this. Plato and Aristotle went for justice, but it was a failed attempt, it didn't work. The Greek empire fell like the Roman empire fell, like the Ottoman empire fell, like the United States empire is falling and will fall eventually. Every human empire will fall because every human empire's highest standard is justice. But in a world where justice is not possible, in a world where sin is really what reigns, justice is not possible. St. Joseph is a good example because he goes beyond justice. What does he go to? He goes to the love of God. Beyond justice is love. And love is what will save the world. Only love will save the world. And what does love look like? Love looks like I am sacrificing what is fair to me so that what is accomplished is what is good for you. I sacrifice what is fair to me so that what is accomplished is good for you. I am sacrificing of myself for your sake. That is love. And even though it's, it would be very fair, it would be just, he would not have committed a sin if he would have divorced Mary publicly. That wouldn't have been a sin. He's just following the law of God. So what does this mean for you and I? Well, take for example, If somebody slights you, or offends you, or does something against you, or ruins your reputation, is doing something wrong to you. There's a few ways that we can deal with the situation where somebody wrongs us, somebody sins against us. We could go and take revenge out on them. We can be upset with them and hold it in our hearts. We can uh, avenge ourselves. We can um, do all these things reactionary to them that would be a sinful thing to do. If we take revenge out, that would be a sin. So one thing that we can do in response to somebody sinning against us is to sin right back against them. Another thing is to be totally fair and do the just thing, which is to vindicate ourselves and do what's fair and embarrass them or not let them go on it until they apologize or hold it in our heart until they are sorry That's vindicating ourselves, we're getting what we want back, it is fair. But we haven't yet committed a Christian act. Because what's fair is not necessarily yet a Christian act. A Christian act is higher. It's not unfair, but it's higher than fair. A Christian act is to say, somebody wronged me and I'm going to forgive them. A Christian act is Somebody does something to offend me, and I'm going to love them anyways. A Christian act is what Jesus says when he says, Love your enemies, love your enemies, and do good to those who persecute you. Pray for those who wrong you. This is a Christian act to go beyond what's fair, not vindicating myself, not getting what I need in this exchange, but instead doing what's good for the other person, even the one that is offending me. St. Joseph is a great example of this. Brothers and sisters, in a fallen world where everybody is fallen, including you and I, justice is not gonna do it. Because when you and I are together, and we're interacting with one another, and both of us are sinful, we'll collapse on each other if we both get what's fair. But if we love one another, if I forgive you for your sins against me, if you forgive me of my sins against you, then we can be truly united. And you know what it takes to forgive? The example of St. Joseph and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because the highest that we can do on a human level is only fairness, only justice. But we are called to go beyond that and live within the grace and the love of God that He has given to us. This Gospel reading is about the birth of Christ. And this is where we get our example from, for love. God became a baby. God became human. He came down to our level to save us. Is that fair? Absolutely not. Is it just? Absolutely not. Is it unjust? No. But it's not only at the level of justice. It goes infinitely beyond justice. God becomes one of us to save us from the sins that we commit against him. This goes infinitely beyond justice and, start and gets into the level of love. That is what we are called to live out. Amen.